0: Thank you for joining the podcast. I do realize there are so many options available, and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the host of The Dr. Whisperer Show. I am also the founder of The Dr. Whisperer. So basically, I am The Dr. Whisperer. We are going to navigate through the business of medicine together. We're going to feature some doctors, some healthcare attorneys, some patients, some practice managers, people that will help you navigate through this industry. So thanks for joining us. If you are enjoying the podcast and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them or write a review or both. Thanks again. 2021, we're coming for you and we're going to get through this together. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Sharon Feckety, your host of the Dr. Whisperer. Today is the 13th of September. <gasps> There's something about that day 13. I love it. And I couldn't do this unless the show was powered by 13th Avenue Media and my wonderful sponsor, Thai Technology. So It is suicide prevention awareness month and world suicide prevention day happened on the 10th of September last Friday. And then 9-11 happened this past Saturday. And it's not an easy time, everybody. And I wanted to Go along with the initiative that the World Suicide, that the World Health Organization, and everybody across the globe that is involved in suicide prevention awareness, that we create hope through action. That is the mission of 2021 surrounding this horrific uh, suicide epidemic could there be a suicide epidemic, a mental health epidemic? There's a pandemic, there's a Delta variant. There's a lot going on in the world and I want to do my part to create hope through action. So this is me taking an action today and doing this show and talking about suicide and my own experience with being a depressed young adult and wanting to leave this earth, not too, too long ago, although it has been about 27 years. So, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. Those feelings of depression and darkness are not far from my memory. They will always be deep 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 within my soul and they will always be the driving force that helps me to work so hard to live a purpose-driven life to work with integrity to speak the truth to remain vulnerable because of my own experience when it comes to suicide i am a survivor i'm very grateful A higher source out there has been looking after me for many, 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 many years. I am a recovering alcoholic. I am recovered. I have not had a drink or a drug in 27 years. I have not suffered from depression since my first year of recovery. And that sounds great but it was a lot of work and is a lot of work to stay mentally well today. So it's a little different for me to talk about this on the Dr. Whisper. This is a show that talks about the business of medicine, but it has certainly shifted over the last few years that I believe that suicide prevention and suicide awareness and mental health and addiction and sobriety should be spoken about just as much in business as it is in life. It's one of the reasons that I chose that as my my underlying tagline under the broken road to mental health, the book that I wrote in 2019, In Life and in Business, Because it has been in business, I feel like, where we can create the greatest impact, where we can reach more people, where we have an opportunity to show hope through uh, sharing our stories, sharing vulnerability. And um, that has certainly been a part of my journey to this very day, this very moment that you are listening or watching this show. So I will share with you briefly that when I got sober you know I mentioned that this really one time when I got sober that I um attempted to end my life I took a bunch of um Tylenol PMs which you know if you know anything about science or medicine you realize or just common sense you realize that Tylenol PM most likely will not kill you. But that was, uh, in my, uh, crazed mind. The first time that I attempted suicide, um, I was not sober. I was still, um, dabbling. I had probably been to one rehab already. I can't really remember because my journey through addiction and alcoholism is one of many blackouts, but I do remember one night coming home, um, And I had been smoking pot and I'm sure there were other drugs involved. And I came home and I I called, this is not a joke or a lie, but I called the suicide hotline and I was put on hold. And then I hung up. And then I went up into my bedroom, which was right next to my parents' bedroom. And I took a bunch of pills. I took a a whole bottle of Tylenol PM I ended up just getting very sick on my floor in my bedroom. And I had to wake up my mother and tell her because I was alive and I was sick now. And she had to take me to um, the hospital, the hospital that she was employed at. And I had to drink charcoal. And I remember it like it was yesterday when the nurse asked me, if I was attempting to end my life or if I was attempting to gain attention or to cry for help. And I, of course, said it was a cry for help. I have no intentions of dying. I have no intentions of killing myself. Um, But that was 100% my intention. And then all of the other times that I practiced throwing myself down the stairs, (laughs) of my house in New York that I grew up in. Um, it's amazing that it can still have such an impact on me to talk about out of nowhere, but this is real. So this will not be edited. Um, To think, you know, that was my family home. And I was trying so desperately to leave this earth. And uh, I used to take pictures of myself. So we come from a very large Irish family. And my mother, (laughs) who um, loves pictures of all of us, took you know, just have pictures all over the place of us, of our family, of, you know, me and this kid, as a baby, as an adult. And I would take the pictures slowly, you know, like every other day, I would take another picture and I would hide it and another picture and I would hide it. Because I thought in my twisted, sick, mental illness, that if I hid the pictures of myself, it would be easier for them when I was gone, that they wouldn't seep it like they would forget. Take a breath. If any of you, uh, to my, <laughs> my book, the first time I recorded it, I recorded it on my podcast, uh, on this podcast, actually. Um, I record, no, I, I, I don't remember. I, yeah, I think I put it on the broken room. No, I put it on the Dr. Whisper. Sorry. I had to think. <laughs> it's 2019. A lot has happened since 2019. And I just recorded my whole book that I had written on this podcast for free because I wanted it available to anybody to listen to at any time. It is still the most listened to podcast that I've done because it goes to show that there are a lot of people out there suffering in life and in business with uh, mental health issues. And, you know, I would say every time I had a breakdown while I was recording it, I would say, you know, I just break down and I would take a breath and I would ask anybody who is listening to take a breath with me. So thank you for allowing me to take a breath with you. So, It has since been recorded on Audible and it sounds very professional and I only broke down once at the end. So here we are talking about me planning my suicide during World Suicide Prevention Month. And last year at this time in 2020, I um, went on like a PR kind of tour. It felt like I was on uh, a bunch of different local stations. Uh I was on American Medicine Today. I was on uh Fox. I was on whatever. I was on all of the local channels, Bay News 9, talking about this. And um, you know, as much as that's great, maybe it helped somebody else, maybe it brought attention to uh to let people know that they're not alone. It is now my duty and my responsibility to continue that conversation. It just doesn't always feel like it just doesn't always feel great to try to get yourself on television, which um, to talk about something like this, when I already have a platform, I already have a place where I'm quite sure more people listen or would watch Because, uh, you know, it's about the business of medicine and the business of medicine. And what I have witnessed as somebody who's been in the medical field for a very long time, over 20 years now, I have watched people that I have worked for and with have children that have died by suicide. I have witnessed alcoholism, addiction with physicians. I have, I have seen it all. And. Writing that book and talking about this so openly and so freely is not because I want to do the ugly cry on this video, on this podcast. It's because I know that there is somebody out there that might listen to this, that will listen to this or watch this, that is struggling. And you are not alone. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Tie Technology rocks. Uh, it was a very, very dark time for me. In my late teens, in my uh, getting sober at 21, I was the most depressed person. I went from being this very, you know, popular uh, girl in school that was, you know, involved in sports and really had this great, great upbringing and, you know, just private school, the whole thing, right? I wasn't from a family that was addicted to anything. My parents are still married and still live around the corner from me. Which I'm so grateful for. And uh, you know, just now looking back, it's like, how did that happen? But that just goes to show it can happen to anybody. I never felt good enough, I never felt pretty, I never felt seen, I never felt heard, and I turned to alcohol and drugs. And then when the alcohol and the drugs were gone, I only had my brain left. You hear me, people? And between these ears, when you have been addicted and traumatized and abused, because a lot of bad things went down when I blacked out and moved to Detroit, Michigan, and I was now in my parents' bedroom again, where I had attempted to end my life, and now I'm back. And I was so depressed. I have never felt consistent, dark depression like that. It was awful. It was uh, every day I was like, oh, I just wish some flippant alien would just pick me up and take me out of this world, you know? And I've heard so many crazy things over the years about, you know, people that uh, attempt suicide or die by suicide are very selfish. And, and yeah, of course you would think that. Of course you would think that. But let, let me tell you from somebody who actually tried to leave the earth. As I was hiding the pictures of myself around the house, the only person I was thinking about was my family and my brothers and the burden that I was on this family. And if I left the earth, if I left, if I died, if I was brave enough to end it, they wouldn't have to live with this burden anymore. And the burden was me. Now I know that that was all in my head, that I wasn't a burden, that had I just told somebody that I was suffering that badly, I wouldn't have had to suffer alone in it, but I did. I suffered every day, at least for six months, until, as I've said, countless times since 2019, my dad's EAP counselor from New York Hospital had the wherewithal to ask me, Are you having suicidal thoughts? Why, yes, Ben, I am. And I'm quite sure it didn't sound like that. I'm quite sure I was panicked and afraid, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. But I said, Yes, I am having suicidal thoughts. And at that Moment. The freedom from isolation began. I got to a psychiatrist with the help of Ben and my family. I got um 20 milligrams of Prozac. And I was on it for six months. And they weaned me off of it. They Ben, I went to therapy we check in to see how I was doing. We removed, you know, lowered the dosage. And then that was it. I never took anything ever again. I love when people go on medication. I don't give a shit actually what you do. I just want you to get help. I don't have any opinions on any of it. For me, for this person you're listening to or watching, I never needed to take an antidepressant again from that day. I went into full, oh my God, thank God I'm still here. I'm going to live my life so loud. You are going to be so sick of me. And that's what I did. And that did not happen right away, but I got the help that I needed. I had community. I had my 12 step recovery. I told people when I was feeling good, when I was feeling bad, and and it hasn't changed in 27 years. I still do that. I still call the same sponsor I had from 20 plus years ago. I still have a network of people that I can turn to at any time. And I do not do that often. That's just me being honest. <laughs> I uh, work out. I walk the bridge. I ride my bike over the bridge. I meditate. I, whatever it is that I do, I do so many things, but it is so difficult to this day to say, I'm in pain. I am suffering, but believe you me, when I am, I do it. I ask for help. It's not often that that happens anymore. And I'm very grateful for that, but I will never let it get that bad ever again. I even put myself back in therapy because of this panorama. I was like, well, I I need to start making therapy like it's a cool thing to do. So I'm going to put myself back in it and you know what? Thank God I did because my you know, uh family has some issues like every family in the world and there's been troubles in business. There's been trouble with my business, there's been trouble with clients dropping my businesses because of their own troubles in business. It has been tough. And we are going through the worst time. And I don't know, cause I'm recording this on Thursday and this Saturday, I'm going to be speaking at a 12 step recovery group and it's going to be on nine 11. And I've never shared on nine 11 and uh, the, one of the most painful times in so many lives And I'm going to be in suicide prevention. So I have to take care of myself. That's the point I'm getting to. I don't need to explain all of it. You want to know more? Read my book. I actually encourage you to get my book, The Broken Road to Mental Health and Life in a Business. And if you want me to make 13 bucks off of it, you'll ask me how to buy it from me, okay? So you don't have to pay Amazon. But listen. If you want to pay Amazon, I'm thrilled. And I recorded it too, because I only wanted to, you know, I only listen to Audible books. So I put it on Audible and I recorded it in 2020. So I put in a little stuff about the panorama, pandemic, this shit show that we're living in right now, people not getting vaccinated, people getting vaccinated, people, all of the stuff that everybody's arguing about online. This is the business of medicine. I know doctors that are not vaccinated. I know people in the health care field that are not vaccinated. I don't fight with them. I let people live their lives. I'm not here to change your mind and I'm not here to should you at all. I just want people to be kinder to each other because we're in such a volatile space and we need more vulnerability. We need more people sharing about what they got through. We need more people to create hope through action. I got to say, that is a fantastic line. So congratulations to everybody that put that together for World Suicide Prevention Day, otherwise known as WSPD. It's endorsed by the World Health Organization. Which they've had they've had some fun these last this last year and a half. Okay. I've cried. I've done the ugly cry with you. I've taken a breath. I have relived this horrible time in my life with you. And I will continue to do it if you want me to, if it is helping you, I, it's what helped me when I realized that I was not alone and there were other people out there that could help me. I got better when I realized that I wasn't the only person that was depressed and that it was depression, when I realized that I needed to surround myself with people that were cheering for me, that were happy to be around me, to this day, I have to remind myself to do that. I have to surround myself with goodness, with people that are on the journey, that are on the broken road to mental health. I don't think there's one person out there that's not on it. I don't care what you think of yourself. Everybody has something. Everybody has something. And we've had so much loss and there's been so much grief. I mean, I wrote a book. Well, I I contributed a chapter. I didn't write a book. I did write a book, but anyway, I contributed a chapter to a book that is still not out. And gentlemen that organized this is dying of COVID right now. I just, I just can't, I just can't stress enough to everybody that is watching or listening that we need to be kind to each other and help each other. And, um, and whatever it is that you can do to take action and bring awareness, it doesn't have to be what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be giving money to another nonprofit. It could just be smiling at somebody when you walk by them. It can be that simple because you know how they say, you know, we never know what somebody else is going through. Well, everybody's going through something now, <laughs> like the whole world. So just be kind. Just try to be nice to people. Check on your strong friends. Check on your strong friends. Check on me. If you think I'm strong, check on me. Check on your strong friends. Ask everybody that is, you know, the big doctor and the lawyer and that's running everything that's treating the patients that are coming in the hospital, check on them. Check on your clients. Ask your clients if they're okay. It's rough out there. So, I know I'm a little jacked up, but I am just like this is my daily conversations. This is I hear about it. You know, I got a message last night. I'd like to read your book. I get messages all the time. Who should I go see as a therapist? I'm struggling. What psychiatrist should I go to? And I'm always happy to get those messages because that means that you're going to break the cycle for yourself or for somebody else. And uh, and I've lost too many people. To suicide and overdose. And I am just a miracle sitting in front of you that for whatever reason, God saw fit for me to be here today and to share this message with you. Whether it's me breaking down in tears, or maybe it's sharing something that's helpful in business, I was offered multiple chances to be here on this earth. And I think that there's a purpose behind that. I actually know there is. So I will continue to take action and bring as much awareness as I can while I still run a business, while I still you know, chase clients to pay me, while I still go through losing clients or losing business, while I still watch what's happening uh, before my brother gets married in December in the Delta variant is here. And I already had to cancel it last year. Well, you know, everybody's going through stuff while I watch friends and family, lose family members. I'll be here talking your ass off and hoping that it helps one person. So be kind to others. I hope you can take some kind of action even if it is just to honor this day or maybe to share this podcast with somebody that it might help, but um, you are not alone. And there is a ton of help out there. You can dial two one, one. There is a crisis center right here in Tampa Bay, but if you dial two one one anywhere, you will be connected with somebody that can help you. So I hope you reach out today. Thank you for joining. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me. Believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.